Welcome to the Awkward Stare where Arlene, Natasha, and Jahan take a long, awkward look at life and deep dive into all manner of subjects. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. If you like what you hear, please share with some friends and follow us for more content like this. And we love hearing from you all. Please don't hesitate to email us at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That is theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Okay, welcome to The Awkward Stare. Today, we're talking about dating, being in the market, meeting the nice guy or something. Are we talking about that? What are we really talking about? Let's chat. So now that we're like all into this kind of, a kind of, kind of dating, we're in this dating world, we're in this single life world or whatever. Are we looking for nice guys? Like, what are we looking for? What, what are we looking for out here? Am I looking for a nice, yes, and, but not like super nice. Not like, not like suspiciously nice. Just like nice enough, you know? I think I would want a nice guy, but not like super. I just want a real guy, like not an asshole. Because I feel like sometimes like people like when a guy is too nice, it's kind of like a, a mask, a facade, like what's behind that. And then you get into that and then they show you who they really are. And you're like, fuck, I'm already I'm like in this. It's happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> invested in the raw in, in in the mask of a of the um representative that's what they call it the representative the representative exactly i think it might be what i think it is is like something where somebody is just showing up to get what they want as a nice person i think that niceness is shows up as people just want to get what they want or they want to per- be perceived as a certain way whereas i think it's a difference when you're a kind person you actually are that's who you are and I think sometimes kindness is not always like come doesn't always come off as nice kindness is um just people just just are whereas um being nice is like something you know very uh superficial um if that makes sense yeah and in that vein I think that kindness when it comes to being nice it's like you can be nice as you want to be it doesn't mean that you're operating in a way that is actually loving or caring versus kind. At least you're caring, but it just may come off as rude. The nice thing to do, it would be, you know, it could be that you're just doing something because you feel like it might be the right thing to do versus being kind. It's just like, I really, this is what I really feel like is the best thing for both of us. So I'm going to send you over there because I I can't do it, but I'm sending over there because that's where you get what you need. Do you want a nice guy? You JJ Fantastic. Does she want a nice guy? Does JJ Fantastic <laughs> want a nice guy? That's what we want to know. I, I would prefer a kind person because I've dealt with nice men who take you out. And then, you know, after a certain amount of time, that mask comes off and they're a shitty person. Like they're not kind. They're just shitty and they just wanted something. Um, so, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, I definitely don't think that that works out, but I think that there are certain characteristics that are seen like as a good man on paper, what that looks like. And I think sometimes it that also takes you 
having to get to know the person and having to be in that person's presence because I'm sure we've all had the experience of being in a man's presence and he's like the quintessential good guy or whatever, but he's something about it. It doesn't spark the interest. It's not, it's not there. I think my problem with the nice guy thing is like people are like people generally are, I don't know, hell bent on women not liking nice guys or nice guys finishing last and shit like that. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think what people tend to assume is that a nice guy is somebody who is automatically good or good for you. And I don't think it's the nice guy versus the bad guy or the guy who, you know, has this bad boy persona that's better is that the bad boy could just be the person who's more honest than the person who is a nice guy and is just making making you think that they want the same thing that you want and they don't because it could be just as bad. Yeah, I think you both, um, you can have somebody who's perceived as a nice guy and then somebody who's perceived as a bad guy and either one could be bad for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either one could be bad for you. It, it, neither one could be the right person for you. And I think that that's um, something that kind of comes up. It's like, oh, well, girls, women, I mean, you know, they say girls, but you, they call us girls, but we're women, um, go for bad guys. And I don't think that's actually what women go for. I, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I think everybody goes for something different. I think that sometimes people have toxic behavior, well, I don't know, maybe toxic behaviors or behaviors that are not good for us, that we're, we, we kind of have been um, desensitized to. So that we think that those are all behaviors are all okay. And I think that that's different, but I think that it, it goes into like, what's a, what's a good guy for you personally as an individual. And I think that's different, you know, um, as a person who dates men. Guys have like, there a lot of guys put up a nice guy persona at first though. You know, like when you first start, get to know somebody, they do, they put their, best foot forward like I've had it happen so many times where it's like go above and beyond and get flowers and you you know you do all the things and all the romantic stuff and blah 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 and then finally you know you open up and then it's like damn here I am bitch too late now you're committed <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's what makes it hard to be vulnerable and be in a vulnerable situation when you don't know, <laughs> you you can't say if this is the real person anyway, because they're being nice and they're doing all the things that you're supposed to do. It looks good on paper. Oh, you know, showing up and da da da. But then when stuff like you really become like, okay, I'm going to show you who I am and da da da, they start to act the ass. They start to act the fool. And it's just like, you just, why can't you just be like that in the beginning? So I, I knew what I was dealing with. I also think that people are addicted to this this idea of themselves as nice and oftentimes i think what happens is people show up as as their representative as who like i'm addicted to this person who is a nice person um i do these things i do all the things and i'm like we always talk about shadow work or we've been doing our uh, hopefully we've been doing our shadow work so and it's like they haven't accepted that they have dark sides of them dark parts of them um, things that are not so pleasant and flaws and what they often what what I've realized is sometimes when people are like addicted to that part of them that's really like oh I'm a nice person I'm a nice person they don't even see that like sometimes they do a lot of harmful uncaring things and they can't see it for themselves so like they end up hurting people 
because of they, they, they're not aware of themselves, if that makes sense. You articulated that so much better. And I'm glad I didn't start speaking before you did, because I feel like there is so much to be said for somebody who says, I'm a nice person. I don't understand. I feel like there's something about that that is triggering for me because I feel like I understand when people are like, this is who I am, you know, whatever, especially at, at our ages, it's like people have been this way for a very long time. And it's very hard to break away from who you think you've established yourself to be and not understand that you can change your mind at any time. And you can accept the fact that you're not always the best person in the room. You're not always the nicest person, the kindest person, the smartest person. And that is okay too. This is all a part of the human experience. And I feel like without accepting the fact that all of those things and all of the variations and nuances of being human um, are possible for any, any one of us, and you don't have to stick to just being the nice person or the nicest person, without accepting that, it's like, it feels like there's a big hole in the person that you're talking to. And, I, and I've experienced that where people are like, I'm, I'm a nice person. And I'm like, yes, but there's something feels like it's missing, like in your humanness. You're not always going to be nice and that is okay. You're not always going to be the person that is going to be my favorite. That's okay too. I'm, sometimes I'm going to dislike you. That should be okay. And I feel like if it's not okay, that's where the problem comes in. Like that's limiting also. Yeah. And then when you do show up, that person like that, <laughs> what person shows up and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you blindside people. If you're not aware of yourself, you blindside people of the the worst parts of of you. And it's like, oh, or I wouldn't, maybe it's not the worst parts of you, but it's just parts of you, right? So I don't know. I think that that's why I'm just really interested for myself and working on like the the shadow parts of myself. I always say shadow, but you know, my shadows, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say like, rather than showing up as this other person, like I feel like at this age and this, in this stage and, you know, of our lives like we're we're all like lived a certain length of time like just be who you are at the end of the day and you don't get blindsided by you know when that other side of you comes out or when the real side of you comes out and like a person's like oh shit like had I known this is you I wouldn't have invested this time or or all you know all this data or or whatever all you know invested these emotions into into this relationship so Mm -hmm. like I would rather so like rather than saying I would date a nice guy I would want to date a real guy a real like the the person who's who's real with who they are and some people are just nice and that's who they are too like I I think that the thing that makes it maybe the the a person that's like nice and kind or whatever what makes you pensive about it is that if they're not really that cuz i feel like you can sense like when a person is legitimately kind and then when a person is like putting up a facade there's something there where it just makes you makes well it makes me hesitant cuz i'm like are you really like what is it you you know what i mean you're waiting for the ball to drop maybe maybe that's my my own shit you know or my own stuff coming up but I feel like sometimes when somebody's just showing me a certain thing, there's something in me that just makes me hesitant because they always, they always, always end up showing me exactly what the fuck. I'm sorry for the cursing. Showing up who you are fully. Um, I think people can feel that 
or, you know, filling your shoes completely feels different. Um, And I've experienced people who show up, um, at least for the most part. I mean, I guess there's going to be days where you, you, you don't or you can't, but it's interesting to watch. And I think that's why being around older people, so why people in their 60s, like my parents and stuff like that, they have their things, of course, but they show up and they're unapologetic. And sometimes I can't stand it, but that's who they are. And I love them for it. But I think that's something about older people and children that are so special because they fully show up. And sometimes I, I feel like when I'm around people, even our age who are not there, they're kind of in this in-between state, like, like I can say I am, I look at the child in my life, the one that, you know, the eight-year-old who's showing up as her full self. I mean, she's kind of losing a little bit of that now, but you know, and then my parents who are older and other older people around, they just show up. And I feel like if, if there was a person who could fully just show up at this age, that'd be great in that way. That'd be great. Just show up. But I want to do the same in my own life. So there's that too. Yeah, I agree. I feel like <laughs> I don't feel like I'm completely there. Um, I did get some uh, someone who basically said, um, I was waiting for you to show up. He's like, like, am I here now? They said, yeah, you're here now. So I was like, it's interesting because when you get that feedback from somebody who's telling you that you weren't showing up then it's like, OK, well, I can't really ask for somebody to fully be themselves either if I'm not being myself either. So that does give me pause to be like, you know what, let me make sure that I'm here with the people I'm, you know, in relationship with all the time, you know, and try at least striving to be that. It's at least striving to do that. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I'm nowhere. I'm still working on showing up. <laughs> um, So I can't say, but I, I know, I feel like I know it when I see it. And I admire it enough to recognize that, all right, I still have work to do. So another, so let me ask, so what is a, what does it mean for a guy? I know Arlene, you just said, um, you just want a real person. And so is that like, how do you discern whether a guy is just a good guy and he's just like really good or, and but a good guy that's good for you? How do you know? How do we, how, how do we know this? I don't know. Um, I feel like you have to kind of go with your gut and and see, you know, like with time, because with everything is a, is a is a risk, I think. I think you just have to listen to yourself. I, I don't know. It comes back to I think discernment requires you to be in touch with yourself enough to know when something feels not right. Um, or something doesn't feel good or you're feeling like feelings that you probably shouldn't be feeling. Um. But that can also change in three months, four months, 10 months. It could be that you get no feelings that make you, that give you pause for the first couple months, even a year. And then at some point later, you start getting these pangs in your stomach that tell you every time this person gives you, sends you a text message that there's a problem. I think there's so much um, just that requires your trusting of yourself. I think that's just what I'm getting at. You just have to trust yourself enough to, to know when that, feeling when the feelings feel right or wrong and that can be at any point you have to listen to it amen <laughs> so we all oftentimes talk about vetting people and we've talked about that last season I was gonna say semester anyway 
um, last season, like this season, like, what are we thinking about? Like, what, what are we doing to vet? Cause I'm like, I'm not vetting anybody. If you, if you are interested, you just gonna have to put the energy and I'll match the energy. That's, I mean, that's all I can do. I can't. And then it's going to have to just follow from there and see how it is that I feel. And because I'm in the process of making sure that I'm showing up, that requires me to be really, really present in the moments that I'm in. And I therefore don't have time to, or don't want to take the time, let's put it that way, to chase behind people and figure it out. I don't want to figure it out. I just, I don't have the patience, um, the desire. Um, it just has to be, there's interest and we're moving forward with whatever it's going to be. Put it that way. Yeah, same. I, I can't do the vetting thing. I really don't even have the energy for that shit. Like, and I know, you know, some people like, you have to do it because, you know, you have to know what you're getting yourself into. But I'm really like, self-awareness right I'm I'm self-aware that I go by emotion and, and intuition and that's that's really what motivates me and I go by how I feel and how a person how our energies match and if a person's putting the energy into me you know I can try and reciprocate it if I'm interested because sometimes I just really don't be interested like that's what I'm realizing like be a nice guy be you can check off all the boxes and I'm still not interested because there's something there that's like eh I don't know. It's missing. So I don't really do the vetting thing too, too, too tough. I just like talk, have a conversation and try to be as natural as humanly possible. Like, cause I feel like that makes it awkward too. Sometimes like when you start, you know, if you feel like you're on an interview. So. But I want to back up on one thing. Mm-hmm. When you say vetting, what does that actually mean? You know what? Um, what I meant to like, say, just like getting to know this person and making sure that they're the right person for you, um, in terms of like, yeah, cause I'm like, I guess what for me is it is, is that honestly, I'm not even on dating websites anymore, um, for, for my own personal sanity. Cause I think those, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> but, uh. I just feel like there has to be a way to um, not miss red flags. That's what I mean. Like not miss the like obvious signs like this person is going to run amok in your entire existence. (laughs) I don't know. How do you, and I guess one thing I would say is I know that you said you want to back up and you have something to add. One thing I would say is to, for both of you, I am like just working on this idea of just trusting myself. In trusting myself, that means like understanding that when I feel something, when I hear something, not to ignore it. If I feel something, not to ignore it, whether that be good or bad, just be like, okay. And just taking note along the way that not like necessarily having to call them out on everything, but also understanding that some of my own shit and I have to sit with certain things that people say that make me uncomfortable for a little bit to understand whether it's me or it's them. Yeah, I think trusting yourself is like the thing that we're saying in so many different ways, showing up, discernment, trusting yourself. I think that there's so many um, 
rules and guidelines and all these things out when it comes to dating that I think it really just comes down to you and what you're looking for and making sure that in the dating world, you can be as much of yourself as possible because the you today may not be the you in three years. You could be dating that person or somebody that you met, you know, yet, you know, three months from now and you could be dating them three years from now. And then you could just be like, why am I here? Why am I with you? I don't want you. <laughs> and, and that's possible too. And I think allowing for that is also really important. Um, it's just part of the human experience. So if you're definition of vetting is really just making sure that people don't run amok in your life. I think it's the same. My answer is still the same. It's like, I just want to make sure that I'm trusting myself and why I'm out in the world. And if I'm being going to be out in the world, how do I make sure being out in the world does not ruin my life? (laughs) I don't know how to say that. (laughs) Right. So like, it just depends. Like, it just depends on how I'm feeling that day and making sure that I'm not making a bad decision for myself. Yep. Basically. I think that's what it is. I mean, I think that why I use the word betting because you always hear that word betting when it comes to dating. And I'm just like, wait a minute. I'm not, we're not like doing this thing where we're giving, people are handing in applications and you're doing a background check or whatever. I mean, we could, I guess, but. Mm. That's what I was thinking, betting. Like you ask questions, like you ask a bunch of questions and it's like an interview. But I also think that I've, you know, one thing I say would say is all these dating rules kind of um, are a little bit hard to stick to anyway, because I don't think that life works like that. So I think, yeah, learning how to trust ourselves is where I'm at. So let me ask this question right here. What would the world look like if everybody just showed off, showed up <laughs> as their truest self? Anarchy. <laughs> word you know I don't that's a harder question to answer you know why because I think of the the book that you recommended um to me the black imagination book and in reading it I think I've mentioned this in the previous episode too I always think about the response that somebody gave to the question that was related to like what would the like a, a world that you know embrace it you embrace yourself looks like or whatever and people really couldn't some people really answered in like these interesting ways but like one person responded saying basically that she could not conceive of such a thing because it just seems so impossible right like you she couldn't even get her mind to go that far and I think that that's where I'm at when it comes to questions like that that goes so deep it's like if I can't even for myself think of what Natasha looks like at her fullest how can I think of a world where everybody's at their fullest you know and I think it's it's it, it always saddens me because I think of that and I wish I had an answer that was beautiful and nicely wrapped up in a bowl, but I don't because I literally can't even think of what Natasha would look like, you know, in 10 years being more fully herself than today. I can't think of her tomorrow being a little bit more, hopefully, hopefully a little more fully herself than she is today. So as the world, if everybody was like that, I, I can only hope that it'll be amazing and touching and the tears that it will bring to my eyes, like realizing that the world is like that, but I can't, I can't conceive it. I feel that answer because <laughs> this is a difficult question. It is definitely a difficult question. Um, I don't, I can't, you know, I said anarchy, but anarchy is not always bad. Um, yeah, that's a difficult question. 
I, I don't even know how to answer that. I don't know how it would be. I can't even like imagine it really. I feel like it would be because everybody's ver truest version of themselves isn't the same. So I imagine it wouldn't be all kumbaya. It'd be like some people be showing the ugliest versions of themselves and you gotta get ready for that because that might be the truest versions of themselves. I think about, um, and I told Wendy this, but tell Mark, I give him the props. I'm rewatching Babylon 5 and he's kind of right. Deep Space Nine doesn't quite hit the same now that I'm watching it, Babylon 5 as an adult. But there's a group of aliens called the Mimbari. And the Mimbari and in Babylon 5 and Earth, they had a war. And there's this um, mythology um, that Mimbari and, and, and humans are actually like cousins, right? Anyway... The Mimbari are separated into like three castes. They're warrior caste, religious caste, and like, I feel like the worker caste, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it is. But in these castes, everybody kind of has this archetype. They're literally that archetype. And I almost feel like that's the closest thing I can get to thinking about everybody being their truest self because they're very, like the religious caste is like very religious. The warrior caste, they hold true to like, they go to wars, they do the thing, but they do their job, but they're not, there's, there's no, for example, Mimbari do not kill Mimbari. They just don't do it. Like you've never, it's like, it's not even a thing that they do. It's like all the things that you would think of as a, of an organized, highly techno technologically um, savvy and, and forward thinking society, all the things, but everybody shows up because you have to, you, you, you cannot lie. You, like you cannot tell lies on other, like there's all these things and there's these ways and these rules that exist, but they literally have that organization of society where they just you show up and this is the these are the archetypes that you actually fall into and it's just so neat and it's like it sounds scary but it's like it's really interesting um because they also think of things similarly the way we think about things in the sense that we're all just pieces of the universe each one of us experiencing the universe as ourselves but we are part of this larger thing. We're each here to experience the universe because the universe is always trying to understand itself and it just breaks apart and the Mimbari believe that. So I, I feel like that connects here and I'm not connecting it well, but I really feel like all we're all trying to do is understand ourselves and therefore understand the universe. And if we're showing up as our fullest self, then we can actually do that task. And imagine if we could all do that. Still can't imagine it. But still, like, that is the thing. It's like, how do we understand ourselves enough so that we can understand the universe better? And I think the Mimbari are, like, kind of, like, the closest to the goal of all of this. But they're also non-existent because Babylon 5 is not a real thing. But, you know, whatever. I love that. Um, I guess we should, we like, because we continuously can return to this topic of, like, being our truest form and incorporating our dark sides and how do we do that and these questions like keep on coming up and I'm sure we're going to return to this at some point of like how do how do at least we show up as our truest form of ourselves every day or just show up and we're going to return to it so anyway I know that ladies I <laughs> enjoyed this conversation this is not where I thought it was going to go I thought this was going to be a ratchet ass conversation and it didn't end up being that so all right but I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs>
Why did you think it was going to be ratchet? Y'all was hoping. Stories. I was hoping for a little bit of a ratchet. Y'all ain't telling those stories. I don't have. You know, the stories be too like. Just be living trauma. Basically, hoping, hoping for a little bit of a ratchet situation. But no, I'm I'm glad we had this conversation. It actually brought out some some other some other stuff that I have to go and think about sit and think about in meditation but yeah I hope you all enjoyed this conversation thank you for listening to the opera podcast please share it with some friends and follow us for more content like this and follow us on instagram at the awkward stare We love hearing from you, so please don't hesitate to send us an email at theawkwardstare at gmail.com. That's theawkwardstare at gmail.com. Thanks.